0: Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everybody to this hump day, January 13th edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, managing editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com, director of scouting of the draft network.com, and increasingly irritated <laughs> we cannot. not get this show concept regarding the defensive punch list for improvement in 2021 off the ground because there's more news every day pertaining to your Miami Dolphins that is relevant for us to talk about. I was not planning on talking about Tua Tungvalu again today. Just like I was not planning on talking about the offensive coordinator situation again today. But there's been developments on both fronts. need to be discussed. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about a new candidate for the offensive coordinator position that uh, is not necessarily going to be the most popular one from a surface level, but I think makes a lot of sense uh, in a lot of different ways uh, if the Dolphins wanted somebody with experience and to cater towards Tua Velo as their quarterback. Additionally, Armando of the Miami Herald, put out a report this morning talking to several anonymous players on the team about their outlook on Tua Aloa. There's some fireworks. So that's our day today is we're going to talk about the offense once again. And um, it, these conversations, I think they'll be healthy. I think they'll be good for us to have together as a collective group and kind of use this as a sounding board to kind of sort through a lot of the thoughts and emotions of of both of these topics. So the first one that we want to get into is the Seattle Seahawks uh, lost over the weekend. They looked to be the favorites in the NFC in the first half of the season. They looked to have the NFL MVP in the first half of the season with Russell Wilson, who was on pace at one point to challenge the single season touchdown record. He finished with 40. He didn't get there. Not even close. But... Uh, they ended up firing offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. So when the news came through last night, you know, I asked the question on locked on fins with a pH. Make sure you hit follow. Uh, should the dolphins the, the Brian Schottenheimer is a offensive coordinator candidate to watch for the Miami Dolphins. I didn't say yes, absolutely go out and hire this man. I didn't say there's no way the dolphins should consider him whatever. Uh, but the kickback was, man, like Seattle fans hate Brian Schottenheimer because he doesn't let Russ cook. And they let Russ cook, and they did really well, and then the running game kind of got refocused, and uh, they they stopped winning football games. There is some level of cause and effect with your quarterback is Russell Wilson and your offense has success. Uh, but I think what makes Brian Schottenheimer an interesting candidate for the Miami Dolphins, is I do think the Dolphins' blueprint for winning football games is not going to match the blueprint that a lot of fans have for what they want winning football games to look like. Dolphins fans, you get the impression they want 4,500 yards from Tua or their starting quarterback every single year. They want high-flying offense. They want vertical passing attack, big, sexy, Dan Marino, etc., etc. Based on the way we saw the Dolphins play, in 2020 the Dolphins are going to want to run the ball at a reasonable clip they were 16th in the NFL in rushing attempts in 2020 now they paired 16th in the NFL in rushing attempts with the 29th worst efficiency on a yards per carry basis 3.9 yards per carry personnel's not quite there yet Uh, and, and from a play design perspective I think the RPO's you could get better and more proficient at not just using middle-of-field open, middle-of-field closed rules, which is what it felt like, especially when fits in the game, uh, of too high, we're going to run the ball. Okay, one high, we're, we're probably going to throw it. Um, there's, So there's room for improvement from a schematics perspective. I don't think everything that offense did was bad, schematically, and X's and O's wise on offense last year. But room for improvement, personnel, room for improvement, and Brian Schottenheimer is the kind of coach who calls a game with the point of emphasis to the running game that I think would potentially catch the interest of the Miami Dolphins because here's Schottenheimer has 12 years of experience as an NFL offensive coordinator across the league. New York Jets, St. Louis Rams, Seattle Seahawks the last three years. Uh, his stretch in St. Louis with the Rams was bad. Uh, that was not a good stop uh, for him with Jeff Fisher. It was a dumpster fire. But in Seattle, uh, Russell Wilson enjoyed his best three-year stretch of his career these past three years with Brian Schottenheimer as his offensive coordinator and did so in spite of the fact that the team was super persistent to run the football. They were second, third, and 17th in the NFL in rushing attempts in his three seasons with Seattle. You go back and you look at his time in New York with the Jets when they made a couple runs to the AFC Championship game. Uh, His teams were 7th, 13th, 19th, 1st, 2nd, and 16th in rush attempts. This is a team, or this is an offense, under the watch of Brian Schottenheimer, who runs the football. And I think the Dolphins' blueprint of tough defense, generate turnovers, play disciplined, Uh, you saw how many times in the low red zone and on third down The Dolphins tried to run the football. I think they want to be physical up front. They want to run the football. They want to have balance. I don't think they're going to be a team that's going to throw it 70% of the time. So Brian Schottenheimer fits that mold. Brian Schottenheimer also fits the mold of being experienced working with a shorter statured pocket quarterback with accuracy, in Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was one of the popular comparisons for Tuatonga valoa in the pre-draft process, Drew Brees being the other one. Um, And and as I said, Russell Wilson enjoyed the best three-year stretch of his career, the three years that Brian Schottenheimer was his play caller, on an offense that, if we are being completely honest, the offensive line in Seattle was not good. They managed to churn through a bunch of running backs uh, to stay productive in the ground game. Uh, The tight end position was something that was kind of a constant battle for them. They had Will Disley blow up before he got hurt for a bunch of touchdowns as a rookie. Uh, They brought in Greg Olson this year. They They had two outside skill players in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And Russell Wilson was still able to find a lot of success because of the commitment to the run game and generating a lot of single high safeties. And it was this was really interesting because you pair the ideology of Brian Schottenheimer in Seattle and running the football, and you pair that with, there's a clip that came across the timeline yesterday from who everybody wanted the offensive coordinator to be, Steve Sarkeesian. And he talked about how difficult it is to consistently string together drives of 10 to 12 plays without somebody on your team making a mistake that's going to fudge up the drive. He says you have to have explosive plays. And the best way to generate and create explosive plays is to get post-single high coverage. Now, here's the buzzkill. Here's the big bummer. The Dolphins got a ton, a ton. I know I charted every snap they took on offense this past year. They got a ton of post-single high safety and they could not create explosive plays with consistency. So that just tells you they do not have the skill players and the horses that they need in order to create these explosive plays. But they got a lot of those looks, and that was part of the reason why they couldn't run the ball, because that additional safety was constantly outgapping the Dolphins in the run game. So now you have an offensive coordinator candidate in Brian Schottenheimer whose total M.O. in Seattle was creating chunk and explosive plays because there's a commitment to running the football and getting that safety down into the box. But instead of Chan Gailey's passing offense being everything works in 10 yards, Schottenheimer's goes vertical over the top. And the Dolphins are going to have an opportunity to bring in fresh skill players. I think there's a compelling case. I don't think it's open and shut. I don't necessarily know that he's the best candidate for the job, but he's certainly qualified for this job. And the question we'll we'll need to see answered is if the Dolphins agree. But I would say open your mind. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer, commitment to running the football, which is something I think the Dolphins want to do because their blueprint for winning games is going to call for it and experience working with a shorter, accurate quarterback who is not always going to easily see portions of the field. Brian Schottenheimer is experienced in doing that with Russell Wilson and got great results. I think there's enough there to build a compelling case for Brian Schottenheimer to potentially become the next offensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins. You're unique and so are your taxes. TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique tax situations, and answer your questions. And on top of that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you started investing and want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things right. Maybe you're now self-employed and need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. Or maybe you'd rather have an expert file your taxes for you so you can focus on what matters most. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live experts can answer your questions, give tax advice, review your return before you file, or even do it for you. TurboTax Live gives you the confidence that your uniquely you taxes are... Are done right into it. TurboTax Live file with the help of an expert, or let an expert file online for you. Logged on to the timeline this morning for some reason, expecting to have a normal day. Uh, did not happen because the first story that I came across came from the Miami Herald, and it was written by Armando Salguero. And the crux of this story from Salguero is that while the Dolphins brass and coaching staff has committed to evaluating the entirety of the roster, uh, it does stand out that the Dolphins presumably named Tua a as their starting quarterback for 2021, which I think you could go back and listen to what Chris Greer said. And I think you, you could technically find a way to say that's not true, but we'll get into that. Um, and that the players on the team have noticed and there's some feedback from anonymous players on the team. And I'm not going to read you guys the whole article, uh, but I will read a couple significant excerpts out of re- respect for Armando and the Herald. I don't want to sit here and read the whole article on the podcast to you. Um, but, uh, the fact that the dolphins came out and said to a is our starter. We're pleased with his progress. Uh, quote, caught the attention of at least three players within the team because they have told the Herald in recent days that they didn't see enough from Tonga in 2020 to promise him anything for next season. I understand what they said, but I don't understand why, according to one player. Uh, Another quote that stands out in here uh, was that the Dolphins were, quote, caught totally off guard uh, when Tonga was named the starter. Uh, They did have good reviews for Tua as the person and the teammate, um, but another teammate, a defensive player, uh, mentioned some of the other quarterbacks in the AFC and said, those are the boys we've got to beat. It looks right now that's going to be a big challenge because he, paraphrasing what Salguero writes here, was not impressed. This Dolphins defender was not impressed with Tongavelo's ball velocity or arm strength or ability to make off-schedule plays with his legs. There's also plenty in here about how uh, there was frustration that Ryan Fitzpatrick wasn't going to be available in the season finale. Uh, one player even going as far as to say, and I'm quoting, we always think next man up no matter what, but I saw Tua as the next man up because Fitz was better. So this is interesting, right? Because you get all the, the pundits and the talking heads uh, throughout the season saying, Fitzpatrick is a better option for the Miami Dolphins. And Dolphins fans, you know, we, we took exception to that. Well, there's ball security that that's in play and accuracy and, and in the red zone. But I do think Tua's play tapered a little bit towards the end of the season. I still think there's plenty to be optimistic about. I would not be deterred at all if he was the starting quarterback for 2021 for the Miami Dolphins. So this is a process. And we have to remember Tua was involved in rehab. Just to be healthy to play for the entirety of the offseason. I think that matters. And I think that's probably if we, we saw Tua hit a wall, I think that definitely contributes, like we talked about yesterday on Power of the Pod. Uh, but then uh, there's the perception of Chang Gailey and his play calling, and does he trust Tua? And there was a, a very large sentiment of Dolphins fans that Gailey was overly conservative with Tua. And Chang Gailey, you know took a lot of heat for that well now you have players on the team echoing a lot of the same sentiment that the pundits and the offensive coordinator presumably felt about Tua and the only negativity I'm seeing on the timeline is directed towards Armando Salguero for stirring the pot I'll be honest with you as somebody who works in the industry if I had players on a team anonymously tell me and they say you know we we We're not going to go on the record because our coaches tell us that we need to keep our mouth shut as far as things that are in-house. We want to keep them in-house, and I totally respect that from Brian Flores and the Dolphins' organization standpoint. But if I, as somebody who worked in sports media, had players tell me this anonymously, I would not talk about it for stirring the pot. This is a story, that this is an opinion that exists within the Dolphins' locker room. Uh, I'm sure Brian Flores, Chris Greer, and management are pissed this morning that this is a story because the Dolphins do do their best to absolutely positively stay in lockstep and make sure that talking points and narratives and and dissenting player opinions aren't become public uh, because the Dolphins have done a really good job of that throughout the course of the last two years. Um, But this, this story... Is gonna ruffle some feathers, um, and it, it it's all rooted in the quote from Chris Greer uh, that seemingly set attention to players that uh, the Dolphins are stating we're going to evaluate the entire roster. But with that said, Tua Tagovailoa is our starting quarterback. Well, let's get into the the nitty gritty of what exactly Chris Greer said because I do think that is an important distinguishment to me, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is technically no longer on the roster. He's expiring contract. He's not under contract for 2021. So the Dolphins quarterbacks are Tua Tagovailoa, Reed Sinnott, and Jake Rudolph. Is anybody going to sit here and contest right now whether or not Tua Tagovailoa is your starting quarterback, considering he is the number five overall pick, he has starting experience in the NFL, and your alternate candidates are Reed Sinnott and Jake Rudolph? No, of course you're not. I do think it's also interesting that Chris Greer never said Tua Tagovailoa is going to be our starting quarterback for the year 2021. Chris Greer said, "Tua, we're very happy with he's our starting quarterback." That is the exact quote. "He's our starting quarterback," not "he's our starting quarterback for the next 10 years," not "he's our starting quarterback for week 1 of 21 21 right now." Tua Tungvaloa, we're pleased with, we're very happy with. He's our starting quarterback. I think you get into enough of the coach speak and the GM lingo, and you you kind of learn to read between the lines. Everything regarding every position, not just Tua, and I don't want to turn this into a questioning Tua show, uh, because it's extremely early. And if you liked Tua Tungvaloa, if you were supportive of Tua Tungvaloa, You shouldn't have seen anything that was going to deter you from him becoming the kind of quarterback that you hoped he could be and the Dolphins could win with. You know, this is not absolute cold hard facts. Everything is black and white. That is not the case at all. And that's part of what makes observing football from the outside in so difficult because there's so many layers to it. Because I guarantee you, if you ask Buffalo Bills players at the end of Josh Allen's rookie season, hey, what did you think of Josh Allen who completed like 54% of his passes and 10 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. They'd say, man, I don't know if this guy's it. He's clearly talented, but uh, you're pretty worried about his ability to execute the offense. With Tua, man, I don't know if his arm strength is it. Uh, he's really accurate, uh, but he's not the the biggest or best athlete. doesn't have the biggest arm. Well, yeah, we knew that, <laughs> right? So depending on what your opinions were of Tua before, if you were skeptical, you'll take this and use this as ammunition to say, uh I told you they should have drafted Jordan Love or Justin Herbert or stick with Fitz or whatever else. And I'm not going to tell you on what side of the fence to sit in on that. I can tell you I was a proponent of the Dolphins drafting Tua Valoa. I can tell you I understood that he does not have the most appealing physical traits. I can tell you I thought he, from a footwork, fundamentals, and accuracy standpoint, he was sublime. Nothing to argue with there. I do think the Dolphins can build around and win with Tua Tungvaluwa. I don't think his physical attributes are so limiting that you have to sit here and say, wow, it's handcuffed. We're never going to win with Tua. But like with Ryan Tannehill, like with almost, almost every other quarterback on the face of the planet, who you put around this player matters. And if you're going to have Tua Valoa have success as a starting quarterback in the NFL. You're probably not going to ask him to throw the ball 40, 45 times a game. And there's nothing wrong with that. Does that make him a game manager? Does that make him a system quarterback? In my opinion, every single quarterback in the NFL is a system quarterback because they are, in part, to some degree, a byproduct of what is around them on the roster. Tua will be no different. And the Dolphins and their vision for building a winner that involves Tua Tagovailoa should be no different now than what it was in the pre-draft process before the 2020 NFL draft when they made the decision to draft. him. There is a very clear pathway here to surrounding this player with complementary players. Good example, take a look on the defensive side of the football. How many people had concerns about Christian Wilkins uh, at the end of his rookie season? When you're playing next to Taco Charlton's of the world, no respect to Taco Charlton, like, you can't be a rose amongst the thorns in any capacity on the football field and expect to stand out. And we don't even know if two is a rose yet. He still has to bloom. But at least you got to water the plant and figure it out instead of pouring battery acid on it which you look at the skill players that the dolphins had the skill players were not supportive of the strengths and weaknesses of Tua Tagovailoa and that's why it goes back to when Changeli resigned last week he said man you look at this in hindsight the skill players that they had what their strengths were Changeli's presence he was one and done with fits it almost felt like the dolphins expected Tua to redshirt this year the NFL playoffs are here and while the dolphins are not qualified it does not mean you cannot still be a winner this winter, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust for all of your online sports bets, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. And there's no problem with that. There's no problem with being ahead of schedule and, and you know things getting accelerated a little bit because your coach is clearly working with your coach and his defense and what you've installed and the foundation that you've established. And I think when you take into account all the variables at play, if you believed in Tua before, you should believe in him now. If you were skeptical of Tua before, I understand why you're skeptical of him now. But it kind of goes back to when we were in season, right? And this this can be applied to everybody, including some of the players who had the feedback uh, from Salguero. And I'm not saying that they don't feel this way. Uh, but I'm saying at the end of the day, if you support the Dolphins, you support the entire team. If you play for the Dolphins, those are your teammates. We are all hoping that every player plays to the best of their ability so that this can be a championship-caliber football team. We are all hoping that all the players on the roster develop to the best versions of themselves that they possibly can because the goal for everybody else and everybody around us as fans of the team is exactly the same. We want to see a championship. So if you were a proponent of Fitz playing, if you are a proponent of Tua playing, if you believe Tua is the answer, if you don't believe Tua is the answer, we're all right now hoping Tua is the answer. And then you can get into what opportunities the Dolphins have to surround him with best player available or best players available. Or, depending on what happens, we have a very unique situation in which a top five quarterback has expressed interest in playing for the Miami Dolphins. We'll see if it gets to that point. Again, flexibility. But I just kind of wanted to dump some thoughts into this story from Salguero because it's it's oh, oh he's stirring the pot. Oh, it's clickbait. I don't think he's making up players telling him this. I understand why he wrote the article. It's a big story. And it's okay to express skepticism or doubt or make observations. We just can't get emotional about it. You can't make emotional decisions based on, oh, well, you know, we were told for 18 months, the two is the savior. He has to be the guy. There's no other solution that's acceptable. Because if there is a solution that that happens and it helps the Dolphins win more football games, we should be proponents of that. If that's drafting a running back at 18, even though that's not necessarily something that I would personally be super excited about. If that is what needs to happen to build the best infrastructure all around, I'm going to be on board. And Tua Tagovailoa, right now, as Chris Greer so aptly pointed out, right now he's the Dolphins' starting quarterback. So everything the Dolphins do right now should be geared towards building the best possible situation because that's what good organizations do. Take a look at Lamar Jackson. Who remembers how bad Lamar Jackson was as a passer his rookie season? Baltimore had success as a team. They went to the playoffs. Lamar rushed for a bunch of yards, but he couldn't pass the ball with any consistency because he was passing to players who were built to work with Joe Flacco. Now, the extreme, obviously, is is not the running threat that Lamar Jackson is. But the point remains the same. He stepped into an offense that was catered to somebody else. Baltimore goes out, and they upload and download all of these uh, college-spread concepts and run concepts, and they go out, and they get a bunch of guys so that they can go a bunch of multi-tight end sets... And line up with power and run downhill at you and use Lamar's speed to test you to the boundary and isolate edge defenders and really put you in a bind. And they went out and they were the number one seed in the AFC. Now they lost in the playoffs to the Tennessee Titans, uh, but they came back the following year and they ripped off five straight to go from 6-5 and five to 11-5 and five, and now they're in the divisional round of the playoffs. And Lamar Jackson just got his first career playoff win and we're all rooting like crazy for him this weekend against the Buffalo Bills. So there's plenty of... Examples and instances, and just because it's not an open shut case, Tua Tagovailoa is a stud. He's a star. No questions asked. The Dolphins hit a home run pick. It's not a death blow for Tua because I'm sure Baltimore Ravens players, after that season in which they lost to the Chargers in the playoffs, they said, "Man, like Lamar, he he's a special athlete, but I don't know if he can throw the ball." Happens all the time. It's notable that the players on the Dolphins made this observation, but that doesn't mean it's a rare situation that never happens across the league. So let it roll off your back. If you're pro-Tua, we're all pro-Dolphins. If you're pro-Tua, no sweat off your back. If you're skeptical of Tua, if you were a proponent of somebody else being the quarterback, no, you can still have your barriers up. It's okay. And just file this one away, right? If you want to come back in a couple of years and say, I told you so, if it doesn't work out, you, know, you do you. But um, everything for the Dolphins and their plans this offseason remains the same, and I think that's starts with an offensive coordinator. So that's why I wanted to, to kind of pair these two things together, talking about Brian Schottenheimer and why I do think there's a compelling case for why he could be the man for the job. Hope you guys enjoyed. Wednesday episode, it's in the books. Kyle Krabs, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. As always, your team every day. Hit subscribe. Come on back. We got two more shows this week. I'm planning on defensive punch list for tomorrow. We'll see if the news cycle cooperates. I'm not holding my breath, but if we're going to try our best, then we'll get it eventually. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Thanks, as always, for listening, guys.